0: Welcome to the Grow Equation Podcast, a training podcast for service-based business owners who want to hashtag work less, earn more. Your host, Diana Lidstone, has been working with businesses for more than three decades to help them get known as the undeniable authority in their industry ramp up their profits, and optimize their resources with the end goal that they work less and earn more. So if you're ready to implement simple steps to banish the hustle and to do business differently, then stop. Stop folding laundry or running on your treadmill, grab a pen and paper, and let's dive into today's episode.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Grow Equation Business Podcast. Olympic athletes do it, surgeons on Grey's Anatomy do it, and successful business owners do it, but do you? So today I want to welcome a friend, fellow CAPS member, Barb Stuhlmer, and we're going to talk all about this thing called visioning your success. So welcome, Barb. Well, thank you very much, Diana, for having me. This is going to be fun. Yeah. So I, you know, teach about creating vision, because I believe that, you know, if you are going to build something, you need to know what you're building. And I tell this story about how back in 2008, I worked for a financial advisor as his marketing coordinator. And people would go into his office and they would say, you know, the number one question would be, So how much do I need to save for my retirement? And he would answer, well, that all depends. Well, that all depends on what they wanted their retirement to look like, right? Whether it was going to be, you know, a second home in the Caribbean and, you know, lots of cruises or traveling versus, you know, something like me living in a small bungalow in downtown Mallorytown. And that whole process that he taught really got me thinking about people and their business, because I'm sure like you, there is a question that people will ask you time and time again. Well, people ask me time and time again, you know, how do I market my business? And my answer is, well, that all depends, (laughs) right? It all depends on what I'm building. So Do you get a question like that from business owners?
2: Yes. Yes. And it's not a question. It's probably a lot of different types of questions that lead to the same challenges that you see over and over again. And oftentimes it starts with not having an idea of what your future looks like. It's like saying you want to have money. How much money do you want? What kind of money do you want? Do you want investments? Do you want cash flow? So, what are you looking for in that change that you're trying to implement, whether it's in your business or your life? So, yes, I get a lot of questions, and oftentimes they're tied back to this idea that people don't often know exactly what they're trying to do. And if you don't know exactly what you're trying to do, it's really hard to build for it, to create a plan or any kind of strategy, or even understand when something else changes. If you've gone off script or off your schedule, off your plan when you don't know where you're going,
1: yeah, it's like Alice in Wonderland. I think it's the Cheshire Cat that says, you know, if you don't know where you're going, any road will do. So, you know, in your work with, I'm going to say corporations, because I guess that's who you work mostly with, how would you say having a real solid, detailed, clarified vision? Can you give us an example of how that might
2: look? Yeah, well, one of the, renowned experts on leading change and leadership is someone called John Cotter. And he mentions that managerial mindset develops plans, not vision. So one of the keys to being able to do this is to be able to have a leadership mindset. So how do you get to these components and what does it mean to be a leader inside your business? I do work with corporations. Most of them are under 50 employees. So I work with the smaller size corporations. And a lot of times when you're a business owner and your company is five people, 10 people, 25 people, you're still that founder mindset. You're still that manager of people. And oftentimes when I'm telling someone, well, you're the CEO there, it's like the first time they've ever thought of themselves as a CEO. You're laughing because you've had that before. So recognizing, and I did it too. I completely understand. It's all of a sudden one day you go, I'm a CEO. I'm a CEO of a company That I have to not only manage the people that are in it and the expectations, but I am responsible for the outcomes and the direction of this company. And I need to lead all these amazing people under me to get to a place where we want to be. If you have 25 people and they're all going in different directions, because you don't have a vision of what that looks like, you haven't created urgency in the compliance of what it is that you want to do, that you've all decided to move in that same direction together, you don't move in the same direction. People want to be comfortable, so they'll do what's comfortable and they'll actually resist the things that you want to put in place. It's really important to understand, okay, I used to be a manager and all I did was plan. Now I'm a leader. I need to lead people with a plan, and that's a little bit different than just stepping in and going, I'm creating a plan, going to write it down, I've got some dates on it, and it's going to happen because it's too many moving parts for that to be true.
1: Yeah, so that leads me actually very well into, behind me, you can see my grow meter, which is basically a thermometer that takes, that depicts the four stages of business growth, and you know, I'm picking up on something that you said, and so we all start down here at zero. There's no debate about that. We all start there and then we move up slowly like the thermometer rises. And I call this stage here the glorified employee where we're doing everything, right? We are the founder, we're the chief cook and bottle washer or chief everything officer. But then as we move up, I say we get to the manager level, you know, you use that word, where we are now starting to make some money and we're starting to realize that in order to have any free time, we need to hire on employees or contractors or whatever team that looks like for you. And then the third stage is what I call CEO. And the CEO stage is where, yes, you are really leading that team, but the caution is you have to be careful that you don't dip back down here and do those daily activities. And for many of my clients, they will recognize I say, put on your CEO hat, (laughs) literally, because they have to think differently as a CEO of a business, right? And it's a mindset shift. It's a leadership shift. And I think there are a lot of businesses that just never make that shift. And so they get stuck in here somewhere. Would you say you've seen that kind of thing happen before?
2: Well, change is not comfortable. Mm -hmm. And a lot of changes we're excited about the idea of creating something new, that idea of going somewhere different, the idea of being with someone different or being interacting different or having a different influence. So changes can be exciting or and it's usually anxiety building. So, yes, as we go through these different challenges, we keep going back to what is comfortable. But the challenge or the goal, I would say, is to get to a place where the next level is comfortable. And then you can look at the next change. So I find that if we're dipping back, if we're going back into this lower level that you have, that's a great descriptor of what is actually kind of happening. If you're dropping down into those levels, it's because you haven't made the level that you're in comfortable yet, meaning that you haven't found what works really well for everyone so that you can continue to manage or continue at the level that you're at. So
1: one of the things that, you know, when I'm working with CEOs is I will help them create this vision for their business, you know, maybe three, maybe five years down the road so that they know kind of what they're building. And one of the things is that once they're really clear on that, it really helps them stay focused and helps them answer so many other questions. So I'll give you an example of a lawyer that I've worked with, still working with, and she didn't have a clear vision of what the possibility for what her company could be. And once we developed that clear vision, then, you know, even hiring, who was next to hire or where people should be spending their time, all of this, she went, it fell into place. Have you seen things
2: like that happen before? I think that's the key is that's what the comfortable is. The comfortable is knowing what the next step is or knowing what it is that you're supposed to be doing to manage what is already in place. A few different people that I've worked with over the years oftentimes are more of a transition into succession. So Mm -hmm. who is going to look after it or how are we going to sell it or what is this going to look like so that we can get to the place that we can actually step away from the business and maybe still own it, but hire someone else to manage it. And how do you do that? I mean, when you start, actually, if you sit down and do an envisioning moment and you picture yourself in the business, but not there, how is it running? And if you start asking these questions, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if these things happen? Who's going to look after this without you having to step your foot into the door? And those are the things that you have to have in place to make a really good vision, be able to lead you forward into the future.
1: So if you were to give business owners just one tip towards managing
2: change, what would that tip be? So change is not a one and done. It is a now and next, meaning that if you're going to create change, you have to recognize that what you have now doesn't mean that what you're going to have in the future. So even if you create a vision for the change and you start that implementation of that change, that's not the only thing you're working on. Second law of thermodynamics, it talks about entropy and entropy being order requires energy. And if you want the company to have order, if you want to be able to move forward, you always have to be putting energy into it, which means that you have to be looking for new opportunities. You have to be expecting change to happen. You have to be recognizing that you have to learn all the time. There's never a time in your business where you're going to go, I'm here. Now <laughs> no, I don't have to do anything. It's just going <laughs> to operate itself.
1: Yes. Now, I came across a, apparently it's a Japanese word, and I'm not sure if I would say this correctly or not, but it's, I call it kaizen. Kaizen. Sorry? Kaizen. Kaizen. Yeah. And it's all about consistent change and and, you know, always improving. And I went, oh, yeah, that's business,
2: right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, the Japanese are phenomenal and well known for their process in kaizen used in most of their companies. There has been a lot of research done on the Honda company that because of their process and their ability to actually recognize mm-hmm. that change has to happen and always looking for that and how they how they implement that being very different than the North American one and put them ahead in a lot of categories in business over the years.
1: So yeah, I think that you know if I kind of sum this up a little bit that One of the things about having a vision is you need to know where you are right now, but you also need to know where you're going. So, you know, I can use these four steps as just a basic way of an entrepreneur or business owner's decision-making process will be very different, for instance, if they are here and they want to build this in a very short time. Or if they're here and they only want to go here, it's that whole process is going to be different based on, you know, where they are and where they need to go. I find it very interesting that so many businesses just don't take the time or they don't set aside the time to do any sort of vision work. And I don't mean to malign, I'll say, vision boards or anything like that, but I don't find that they are the the true vision because, you know, one of the things I think that your vision needs to be, and, you know, maybe you have a a comment on this, your vision needs to be like the future of your business, how it feels, how it looks, and how it performs. And sometimes I think that the focus is on how it looks, maybe not the specifics of how it performs, and certainly very often, not how it
2: feels like that culture or how the CEO feels thoughts on that there's kind of three components around this so the vision the objectives and the goals and so when I'm teaching vision particularly when I teach it at the college level or if I'm doing it in a room full of adults college level are usually adults but I meet adults who are already into their businesses and stuff like I get people to close their eyes which people hate to do yes if you're in public space with other people they hate to do it so there's lots of reasons why you you might not want to do this, but it really is about getting into the visioning component of your brain and feeling out what that looks like. So we start with, you know, where are you when you wake up in the morning? What does your bedroom look like? Who are you sleeping with? Everybody's giggles on what that might actually look like, but it gets you into the emotions, which I think was really what you were trying to say of what that day to day would look like when you get to your desk, when you get, you know, did you drive in what kind of car? And so a real vision then has the next step is like, what are the objectives of this? Like, what am I going to get to? Is my objective to actually build the business? Or is my objective to have some piece of that that I just want to build into my life? And it doesn't have to be a business, but something else and figuring out what that is. And then the goal has the metrics around it. If I show up a year down the road, do you have this much money? Do you have that car? Are you driving to that place? Does your dust look like this? So your vision allows you to define what the goal and the metrics will look like. Yeah.
1: I um, tell the story of, you know, this whole feeling part about my daughter. And my daughter was, in her teenage years, was bedridden for seven years with something called chronic fatigue syndrome. And anyway, we tried all kinds of things to help her get well. Nothing worked until we came across something called the lightning process. It's out of England. And uh, it's all about the mind-body connection. But the story that I wanted to share is that we were in the car and I was driving one day and she was sitting and I was, you know, talking to her and she goes, mom, be quiet. I need to do my LP, which is what they lightning process. Okay, you know, I have to drive and be quiet. And a few minutes later, I looked over at her and her eyes were closed. She had this big smile on her face. There was this real sense of calm. And she was doing this. She was going, oh. So after she opened her eyes, I said, so where were you? And this is the visioning, the real getting into that vision. She said, I was in my kayak. And I was kayaking along the edge of the river. And I could feel the sun on my face and the wind and I could hear the birds. And so she was right into that vision and getting into that visualization, which is what the athletes do, right? The Olympic athletes is that really changed her whole body chemistry, literally. And visualizing calm and going to her happy place, whatever you want to call it that was a true demonstration to me about really getting into that vision and really feeling it in your soul. So, yeah, yeah, I think that that's what business owners really need to do. And again, I'll go back to this lawyer client of mine. Although I had a vision for her business, she could not see that vision until I actually showed her another business, not in the lawyer's field or the legal field, but another business that had done something similar. And she went, Oh, now I see it. Now I believe it. Right. And so, yeah, I love that. I love that. Cool. So I want to wrap up here with a question that I ask everybody who comes up my podcast. So, what would your definition of working less, what would that mean to you? So mine is the hashtag work less, earn more.
2: What does that mean for you? When I had my first financial advisor many, many years ago, and they were asking me the questions like you talked about earlier, what does it mean to retire? And what do you want to do when you retire? And I said, what do you mean? They said, well, when you retire. And I said, well, what does that mean? And they said, well, what does it mean to you? And I said, well, it doesn't mean anything to me because my work. So working less isn't about doing less. It's about doing more things that I love to do and being able to do it and being happy with it. It's different than just saying, I need to retire.
1: Right. Awesome. I love that answer. I love that answer. Yeah, because it's true. How many people do work that they don't love or even in their business, their own business that they built, they no longer love it, right? Yeah. That's the sad part. Well, Barb, I thank you so much for coming on my podcast today. I look forward to maybe, you know, we'll do this another time and we'll talk about maybe wearing the CEO hat. I'd love to have a conversation with you about that.
2: Yes, that'll be good. That'll be good. good. Thank you very much for having me, Diana. I really had fun today. This is good conversation. Good. Thank
1: you so much. And to my listeners, you don't know, Wait until next week and I'll have another episode of the Grow Equation podcast where we talk about business training for entrepreneurs who want to work less, earn more. Thanks so much. Bye for now.
0: Thanks for listening to the Grow Equation business training podcast where it's all about hashtag work less, earn more. Before you go, please take a moment to leave us a review. If you enjoyed this and want more of Diana, you're invited to join her private Facebook community for live trainings, articles, and QA. Head over to facebook.com slash groups slash think like a CEO with Diana. Until next time, thanks for listening.